Newcastle Fans TV. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Green and Mola show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Sam and I have been in conversation with the English middleweight champion for boxing. It is, of course, Tyler Denny, of course, who's with Sky and boxer Samuel Milner. And I'll tell you what, he's had a fan- for some, even himself, he said himself, Sam, he's overachieved in boxing, but has he been a little bit disrespectful to himself because it's, he's been great for the last few years and for someone that probably wasn't meant to make it in his own admission, he's done incredibly well for himself. Yeah, maybe. I mean, time is of the essence for him because he's he's early 30s already and he's still a pup in, in boxing terms. But, you know, you look at the likes of Joe Joyce and Fraser Clark and the heavyweight scene, they um, they switch pro very, very late in the day. But obviously, they have um, more Olympic pedigree than um, than Tyler did. But funny one for you today because obviously three Newcastle fans on this podcast, me, you and Tyler, and uh, you're the only uh, Geordie. We're, me and Tyler are both from West Mid, eh, we? I'm, I'm sick of all these West Midlands, uh, West Midland Geordies, but we've got quite a few because obviously Carl and Chris, uh, Carl's brother, friend of the, well, big friend of the channel is Chris, but Carl, of course, who did help us. He gave us a little nudge in the right direction, shall we say, Sam, in regards to getting this interview sorted with Tyler. Yeah, but, but he, 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 Carl is only there because of me. Is he? Yeah. So shout, shout out Punch Out Boxing. And uh, Davinda Jahal, um, who asked for a bit of help with one of the covering one of the fights in the northeast a few weeks, well, a few months ago now, um, asked me if I'd do it, but I couldn't. So I said, I know just the man. And I was, and I was, Mr. And I was busy, Mr. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, so I pointed him in Carl's direction, and, and Carl's been flying with it, really, really, um, really flying with it, doing ever so well. So uh, yeah, um, and then Carl's helped us sort this out, and you know, who knows, there may be some more in the future. We'll see. Yeah, well, the West Midland Geordies are on the well, they're, they're getting there's more and more by the day. I can imagine, but uh, mm. yeah, it was a really, really good conversation with Tyler. Uh, he certainly knows his stuff when it comes to Newcastle United, and there's obviously a lot of banter flying around, which I'm sure you can uh, talk about as well, Sam, in regards to Wolves, West Brom, Birmingham. We did mention Aston Villa, but obviously Aston Villa would be certainly uh, around in terms of the banter side of things. But I suppose when you're a Newcastle fan in the Midlands, it must be nice saying that you're a Newcastle fan in the Midlands <laughs> when over the last few years it has been difficult, apart from the last yeah. 18 months, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to completely slag off all them sets of supporters. I don't know, with them clubs, because I've like been to them all away, like Wolves, West Brom, Villa in particular, it's all a bit samey. It, it, it's High all very... Same. And all that. Yeah, yeah, same song, same sort of atmosphere, same sort of stadiums. It's, there's just no real identity about them. Um, very, very sing when you're winning. Um, particularly Wolves and Villa, very sing when you're winning. Um, but yeah, it, it, there's no uniqueness, no sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. No mystique. No no yeah, um, no ethos, maybe. Um, yeah, so it's it's not as sort of 
engaging as being part of Newcastle United is. Yeah, I think he's got a little bit of a dilemma that you have, or maybe you don't anymore because um, you took Charlie to your first game, and that was Newcastle United versus Wolves, and he has a son, uh, Tyler, and he took him to... Yeah, to yeah Charlie doesn't have a son. I'm not a granddad. No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> he's a bit too young. Um, but in, in regards to the same sort of experience, I suppose you have, trying to, not, not to persuade him to be a Newcastle fan, but you'll certainly go, well, why don't you be a Newcastle fan? Try it. Because obviously you have got Newcastle, you have got Wolves, and Wolves obviously are a lot closer as well. So would you give, have you given Tyler any advice? Or if you would give him advice, how would you go, make sure your son's a Newcastle fan? Because it seems like you've got Charlie hooped now. Well, Ty, Tyler's doing just fine as you'll, as you'll hear in, in the show. Um, in terms of what Charlie did, it was, it was either going to be Newcastle or Aston Villa from his mum's side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, very much so. But the thing is, it was sort of a, a date with destiny with Charlie because the day he was born, Newcastle actually beat Villa two 0 um, So um, that's it was it was written in the stars, really. But yeah, he went to his first game, which was the the two one win against Wolves. Um, it was everything I dreamt of and more because I'd been waiting for this day since he arrived on this earth so it was a really really special day um and it was just perfect there you go that's probably the best way to put it but i'm glad you i'm glad you enjoyed hopefully we'll see charlie at more newcastle games i'm sure he's probably looking through the fixture list and going can we go to this one dad can we go to this yeah one, yeah dad? yeah yeah the next morning because um, i mean we got home at um 10 30 p.m he had school the next morning because obviously that game was on a Sunday. Um, he slept the whole way home. Um, got up Monday morning. It was like, when, when, when can we go again? So we, we were looking through the fixtures on the BBC app, and and we've we've targeted two games which we'll um, endeavour to go to. Um, finances applying is Cheltenham week, so it can go one or two ways. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll, we'll 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 see how that goes, but. Um, yeah, um, and then he went to school singing uh, Miggy Amaron, Amaron, Miggy, like that was just cemented in his head. Um, because Miggy is his favorite player and is and obviously got the winner right in front of where we were sat as well. So, yeah, it was it was very special, as I say, it was perfect. There were some things you just you, you just couldn't script, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously. Glad that you fully enjoyed because I fully enjoyed it as well, considering when Mickey scored, I was going mental on the Gallagher. Um, we are recording this before Newcastle play Nottingham Forest, but this game will go out basically just after the Forest game, so it will be the international break, which seems like a long time since we've had one of them. Um, in, in, in recent spells, because the World Cup took a massive... Uh, it was a massive, massive tournament, which it is. It's probably the biggest tournament forget, in the world. Forget, but... forget the international break, because we all hate them. But I want to know, like, because obviously, like you say, timing-wise, but how are you feeling going into a game preparing to face John Joe Shelby? I've seen as though he was with us for so long. Um, <laughs> it's going to be very, very strange. Um, even Chris Wood, to a lesser extent, to a lesser like, extent, Wood's Wood's neither here or there because we played. No, but it's, it's more the fact that he's. It's more the fact that he has been at Newcastle for, he, well, he's only just recently left Newcastle. I know he's only there for a year, but still, it's he obviously did he, he did his contribution. 
Um, it, it's it's absolutely. I'm just I can just say the Forest are at the minute 14th in the table, 26 points, two points ahead of the relegation zone. So they're certainly in a scrap. Um, I, I, it's going to be really strange. I, I, I have to be honest. I, it'll be weird seeing John Joe Shelby not in a Newcastle shirt because it's been seven years. He's at Newcastle for seven years, and he was a fantastic servant, made over I think 200 appearances for Newcastle in all competitions. So a fantastic um, player, and you know someone that has ability in abundance. I think he wanted game time, and Nottingham Forest will give him game time for sure. He starts a Forest weekend week out, and um, and with Newcastle, he wasn't going, he wasn't getting that. I think. I would have liked to have kept him for the rest of the season because we are a little yeah, bit thin in that position. But I think on balance, I think he probably just about deserved the opportunity to go and have that move with Forrest. Um, maybe it's just Newcastle being a bit too nice, but I think he kind of just, he probably justified having that extra, well, justified getting the move. And plus Newcastle got, yes, they got a, not a lot of money, but they got a little bit of money. They wouldn't have got anything in, in the summer. So, I can see both sides of the argument, but yeah, it's still a shame, but a great, great sermon. Hopefully he doesn't have a great game on Friday night because obviously we're recording this beforehand and I'm actually making the trip down. Sam may or may not be there yet. We do not know. So you have to watch Newcastle fans TV <laughs> to see if Sam is at Nottingham. He is trying to make plans for that, but it will be um, a really tough game. Really, really tough game. City Grounds obviously a very, very difficult place to go. They've obviously drew against Manchester City, drew against Chelsea, beat Liverpool at the City Ground this season, so it's going to be very difficult, Sam. Back in the day, um, me and my friend, this would have been when I was about 17, 18, when my friends were looking for a football game to attend on a Saturday, Saturday 3 o'clock, relatively local in the Midlands, and we went to watch Nottingham Forest. So Against? We... Yeah, excellent question. So, <laughs> um, they won 1-0. Can you tell me who scored Nottingham Forest's goal? Can you give me at least a, a, a year, potentially? Because <laughs> you can plug anybody out of it. Um, 2008. Uh, four. <laughs> Dexter Blackstock, how about that? He played, but he didn't score. I'm guessing it was probably someone that played for Newcastle in a later life, or maybe before. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Um, Cult no hero. Cult hero as well. And he played for Forest in 2008. Wasn't a cult hero for Forest. Cult hero for Newcastle. Yeah. Oh, God. Come on, keep me out of misery. Put me out of misery. It was James Perch. Was it really? I didn't. I thought it was, I was thinking striker. I have to be honest. Towering header. Oh. Towering header. Lovely. But yeah, there you go. Fun fact. Mm. <laughs> um, let's finish it off with talking about Tyler. Obviously, he wants that British title fight. He isn't going to get that straight away. But he looks like he's going to be back in a boxing ring in early May, hopefully, waiting for that to be confirmed on Sky with Boxer, of course. Um, a massive platform. So, a lot more people, a lot more eyes on Tyler Denny, which is great to see. How far could he go, Samuel? More of a boxing expert out of the two. How far can uh, Tyler Denny go? Uh, British, certainly. And then anything after that, you know, sky's the limit. He'll tell you he's already overachieved. So um, to win a British title is a big, big achievement for, for any fighter. 
Um, and I think he can he can he can do it. So any West Midlands mags, you know, around in May, get to the uh, NEC in Birmingham and uh, give him your support. Top top lad. Yeah, very much. So we want to wish him all the very best in future fights we do for Tyler Danny because he certainly deserves a look in the world. Fantastic podcast you're just about to listen to. So it is about time we get this podcast up and running. So this is the Green and Amonga Show, and it's with Tyler Denny. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Today, Sam and I are joined by the English middleweight champion. It is a big pleasure to introduce to everybody on Newcastle Fans TV and the Greenwood and Mulliner Show to Tyler Denny. Tyler, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Nice one. Thanks for having me on as well. Excited for it, man. Hey, Tyler, we, we, me and Sam will be having a discussion before we started. We're, we're trying to wonder how many Newcastle fans there are in the West Midlands, because there seems to be quite a lot. Sam's from the West Midlands, you're from the West Midlands. I know you've spoken to Carl, who's from the West Midlands. Yeah. There's more and more of you, isn't there, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, there's a few, yeah, to be fair. We still get outnumbered, but obviously, by the local teams. But um, that's why it's a good when Obviously, the Wolves of the day, there's a lot of Wolves fans. So I was getting a lot of abuse, and so I was glad for the win. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. I mean, what is it? I suppose the obvious question, because I'm in the, exactly the same boat as you, Tyler, as Johnny said there. I'm in Staffordshire. Um, what was it? Why are you a Newcastle fan? And I suppose the teams around here, they're all a bit samey. They all have the same sort of songs pre-match, and it's yeah. just, it's 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 all a bit eight. And it, yeah, <laughs> why, why, why Newcastle? Um, my best mate as a kid was, uh, his mum was from Newcastle. So, and then I, I was hanging around with him all the time and went to a game. And since then, I've uh, just supported Newcastle. And um, it annoyed my dad because he was a blue nose and he was, he was trying his hardest to... Uh, but I've, I've never... I've just always been Newcastle since then, probably since about five years old or something. It was, what was that game? Do you remember that game that you went to and that got you hooked? I, I can't remember, but I do remember because I went with... Uh, with the, the first game I went to ever was Birmingham versus Sheffield United, and then I went to Newcastle after that, and it was just like chalk and cheese. Do you know what I mean, so it, it was a it was a no brainer from then. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, St Andrews is falling apart now, isn't it? Compared to the 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 beauty and the aura of uh, of St James's, um, I suppose then, sort of modern day, here we are, fit back in fifth in the league. Times are times are great for for both you and Newcastle United. Yeah, of course. Um, sometimes I wish I never met my friends' mums um, for getting really getting into championship and stuff. But saying that, they've probably had the most. It's a bit more enjoyable than losing every week in the Premier League, I suppose. But um, yeah, it's exciting times, isn't it? And just getting better and better. I think it, the the last few weeks obviously died off a bit, and especially the cup final was a bit. Uh, Depressing, but it was still still a good day, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, the cup final. I think I think it took over everywhere in terms of it doesn't matter where you are in terms of being a Newcastle fan, but it seemed to just take over the world in terms of Newcastle in the cup final. Did you not know? But <laughs> I've seen the picture of you, you and your son outside Wembley with the black, the black and white on. And can you just describe to people that probably weren't at Wembley or weren't around Wembley on the day of the game, or just being in London in on that weekend, and just how? emotional it was and how amazing it was at the same time. Obviously, the results, we'll talk about the result a little bit later, but 
the actual occasion was absolutely extraordinary, wasn't it, Taylor? It, it was unreal. It was unreal. And I think Newcastle just, it was just, it just took over London, didn't they? Um, Muslim kept saying, like, where's all the Manu fans? And I was like, <laughs> I, I've got no answers for him. Um, it, it was unreal. And like I said, the result, if we got the result, it would have been probably the best day of my life, to be honest. <laughs> um, but it, it's the occasion and it, it's like the beginning of things. And I think that's going to happen a lot more regular now. I remember like 98 and 99, I was crying my eyes out. Um, it was Manu and Arsenal. And, um, so it, it was then. My son was a bit upset that day. But, you know, he's half and half at the minute. He tries to pretend the Newcastle, but he's a bit Wolves as well. So, you know. Oh, um, no. That's what I mean. And his mum put a wall shirt on him and I was so angry at her. I was so angry at her. But um, <laughs> it's one of them, isn't it? But, yeah. That's why that's why the weekend was so massive for me because it was more than football as well. I thought if New, if Wolves beat Newcastle, I thought he's gonna he's gonna go more towards them. So um, I've been letting him know every single second since. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. In the in the past sort of month, he's had a win over Wolves and a cup final. I mean, yeah, that's... yeah. What what more does he want? He's exactly. He's been, been to Wembley, and I was like, you don't know how good you've got it. <laughs> that should seal the deal, absolutely. Um, comparing, so. com- comparing like Wolves. Uh, all right, they they had a couple of good seasons, but they're down the bottom end of the table now. Um, I'm guessing your phone's been pretty quiet since the uh, the Wolves win, then, because I imagine the banter beforehand, being from the area, was 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 pretty bad. It, it, it's not been quite on my behalf. I've been non-stop, to be fair, because I had a lot of abuse. <laughs> if it was a way around, it, it would have come back. So. Every single Wolves fan I, I can even think of, I've uh, dropped him a message. So, you know, there's not... Then they keep crying about the Nick Pope incident and I told him that it was a dive anyway, so... It was. <laughs> so, I, it's one of them, isn't it? Actually, Tony, you can settle the debate. Forget that you're a Newcastle fan. Me and Sam, I'll have different, different opinions on this in, in, in regards to this Nick Pope and Raul Jimenez collision. Do you think it was a penalty or not? I think if you're a Wolves fan at the time, you're shout, you going crazy for a penalty, yeah. Um, I think it probably was, to be fair. I, I, I've told everyone else it was a dive, but really and truly, <laughs> it, I think it was. See, no, I Did don't think, think so. Uh, well, John, Johnny's adamant it was, and he was straight away. But bearing in mind, he was sat in the Gallagher on Sunday, which was the complete opposite end to where this incident happened. And this incident happened right in front of where I was sat. And at the time, I just thought, he's played for the foul, whereas he should have stayed on his feet and, you know, played for the goal. And then if he'd have been fouled then, then fair enough, penalty. I think you're right in what you say, Tyler, actually, that if that happens to your team, you're screaming for it. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no two ways about it. But then Johnny was like, I've seen a replay. I've seen a replay. But I watched a replay as well, but and you can see him and I sort of lean into him and just play for the contact. So it's it's just it's just not one for me. <laughs> I think I think you're right. He probably does play for the contact, but I don't know. You'd be getting mad, wouldn't you, if it was a yeah. <laughs> You're getting mad. But is that first touch from Nick Pope? I was like, oh. I don't know. Hopefully, he gets his confidence back now. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, he's certainly had a good season. He's had a good season apart from that Liverpool mistake, but we'll not talk about that. We're not. We're not here to talk about that. <laughs> who is actually? Who is your favourite player at the minute? Who is it that you watch and you go, "Oh my god, he's just absolutely amazing"? Um, it's got to be Bruno, isn't it? 
for you know, it's just even the other day, you know, you know, like the last minute of the game when he done that little flick in the corner, and um, and um, it was it Botman nearly scored, where he should have yeah. scored, really. yeah. Um, it just that that little bit of class, that little bit of class. I just I love him. It's my favourite player, definitely. I think last year it was like set maximum, but like I think it was every relied on him. But now, even when he won't play him for so many games, it, we, everyone seems to be turning up, don't they? Yeah, I mean, with with Bruno, it's just been an absolute game changer, hasn't he? And signings like that are like statement signings of where we want to be in the future, competing for trophies and whatnot. Um, last week, Tyler, because you, I mean, there's nothing like a boxer to settle an argument between uh, myself and Johnny. Like, so we did like an ultimate um, Newcastle United Premier League eleven last week, and I went for Rob Lee to play alongside Bruno in the middle. Johnny went with Kabai to play yeah, alongside. I, 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 I with Kabai. I know. And like someone asked me the other day, like, I'll be honest, this isn't the answer I was hoping for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, but I know he, he left on a bit dodgy terms, but I always think if Bruno could play with Kabai in the middle, that would just be unreal. That would. He had that quite, and, and like maybe like a Ben Arthur as well or something to the side. Oh, I put Ben Arthur in. I put Ben yeah. Arthur in. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you're not going to disagree with the uh, English middleweight champion boxer, are you? Not to his, not not to his face. Kabai <laughs> <laughs> was a real one, he? Yeah, he was, but Rob Lee was better. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the last decent team we had, really, with Kabai, and then you had um, Denbavar and Cisay, and that. Um, yeah, class. Since then, like it just it's been terrible, isn't it, to be honest. Um, until until now, until the last, it's even been a year. It's been like a year isn't it, since with the yeah, it's just over a year, isn't it? Mm. I was going to say, can you remember where you were when they, when you heard that the takeover got announced, Tyler? Because it seems to be like a memory for so many Newcastle fans going like, I was at this particular moment of my life when the takeover got announced. And, and you could just you knew you knew instantly that it was it was going to change in Newcastle. I don't think we expected the, the transformation of being competing for the top four and being in cup finals in within 12, 16 months, whatever it was. But can you remember where you were, how you felt that day? Yeah, I remember exactly because I was at the boxing gym and my coach and manager is like a big Albion fan, and he just like he's in no position to set the mix. To be fair, but he likes to anyway. Um, and. He would just say nothing's gonna happen. So nothing's gonna happen. He's laughing at me when Eddie O got uh, got the job, and you know, and I never let him forget it. To be honest, <laughs> quite right too. Seeing as though the who they appointed, I know that's. I couldn't believe it when they had that. I don't know. He still got another job, but the thing is, as well, since they since they got rid of Bruce as well, there was like there was nearly going to get relegated at the time to the League One. <laughs> Yeah, so I was well, saying, I don't know why you've got him, but they say you'll just be tired, you'll do a good job for you. And I said, Okay, you, you carry on. <laughs> well, <laughs> his job was to get them out of the championship, and he he was doing that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think he read the, the right instructions there. I think he was getting the wrong way, wasn't he? Yeah, just a bit, just a bit. But what, what do you make of uh, Eddie Howe? Like, you say that the, the your gym mates, your coach, whatever, was, was, was making fun of him, but. I bet he's not now. What a job he's done. He's been unreal in too, because even like, we've not had no major crazy influx of cash. Um, the Bruno one was like the end of January, but the Trippier signing, I think, was great. It, my mate my mate was taking him out of Trippier, saying he's finished, he's not worth all that. 
And I was like, you, you, you got no sense. You can't talk to some people, can you? Because he's <laughs> like talking to a brick wall. Um, but look at Almiron as well, what he's done with him, Joe Linton, um, everyone. Yeah, I bet Willock at the end of the last season, he scored about seven in a row or something, wasn't he? Yeah, when he was when he was on that loan spell, yeah, he was unreal again against um, Wolves. I had one before, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. He's probably my man in the match. To be fair, Willock was mm. definitely a contender. He, he shows something different, doesn't he? As well, I liked when they brought him on with Wilson in the cup final. I think second half they looked a lot better, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, I've, uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm Isak's biggest fan. I won't lie to you, and I made I made a a comparison after the game, but I didn't say it on camera. But I might. Should, oh, Johnny, should I say it on camera now? Go on. You well, got Claudio. Claudio already I'm said gonna... it. I'm the last word. So, uh, well, Isak is the next Thierry Henry. There you go. Oh. I'm telling. I'm telling you now. The the way the way he's the way he's built. The way he's the the way he got on the end of that header, he's got he's got it all. All the attributes are there. It's it's just on him now to fulfil the promise. But he's got everything in his locker to become a player of that skill. In my uh, in my opinion, he's 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 he is that good. But he it's been a bit stop start, hasn't it, Tyler, with injuries and and whatnot. But when he's on the pitch, he's getting some important goals and he's showing his class. I mean, it's a bold claim, and if he gets anywhere near that, he's done extremely well, isn't he? I think was the first game. I'm sure his first game was Liverpool, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, and he scored, and he, he should have had two, shouldn't he? I think was one offside or something, which never yeah. looks offside, if I remember right. And that was the game that Liverpool scored in about the hundred and twentieth minute or something when he was a joke. Yeah, we we <laughs> um, yeah, right in front of us, we were both there, right in front of us, absolute but, dagger to the heart. Wait a second, I'll ask you then. We we were we were both there that night against Liverpool, and that that goal happened right in front of us when they got the last minute winner. But yeah, Isak, you're right. He should have had two that night. Yeah, and it's exciting when he has his debut and he come on and and played like that. And I thought, wow, because there's always a lot of talking now with with players, and you do believe the hype. But coming to because you never played in the Prem, there's a lot of players who who struggle, wouldn't they? But he's fitted right in. I think he, I think he's an absolute menace. If I'm honest, he was brilliant against Wolves, and I'm sure you were delighted to see how good he was playing. But he just didn't give Wolves defence and moments rest. No, it, I think that the so go on, Terry. Go on. It, it was just on him, wasn't he? As well, it's like his work rate as well. He was just chasing after everything, and it's it's what you want to see as a fan, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. But I think there's that debate with Isaac and Wilson now. Can they play together? Is it, or will will Eddie Howe mm. just go with one because he likes to have likes of Armour on St. Maxwell, or he's brought in Anthony Gordon as well. Jacob Murphy's obviously came in as well. Do you, do you think that Isaac and Wilson can play together? Well, they played together in the final, didn't they? And, and I thought, although we never really created that much, um, we still looked a lot better team uh, when they come on. But who do you leave out though? That's that's the only problem in there because even like Longstaff's been playing well and stuff. Um, I thought Murphy was good as well the other day. Um, it's good to have the, the options, though, isn't it, really, instead of just relying on someone. Um, but I think it did show as well, you know, because Bruno got suspended, them three games, I think we struggled a bit without him. Yeah, we missed that bit of, I don't know, that that little bit that he's got extra that I think no one else has got, really. But, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd put him up. But I, it's just, he would you get rid of? To be fair, I won't question anything Eddie O does at the minute. Whatever he's going to do, I'm going to back him. Yeah, um, 
like you said, we're like, we haven't won a game without Bruno yet this season, have we? Every time he's been missing, we haven't got the W. But yeah, you, you're right in a way. But like Isak, the way he drifts off to the left like Henri did, and then he can cut inside. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Oh. <laughs> we need but, him now because Wilson, Wilson's just another injury away, really. You don't want to say it and jinx him, but you never know how long he's going to stay fit, do you? True. Um, but if I had to pick up, I'd pick Isak, to be fair. And I was a big advocate for Wilson to get to the World Cup and everything, but he's he looks special, doesn't he? Mm. So. Yeah. I mean, as we get towards the end of the season, we're still in the, the hunt for Champions League. Whether we get there or not, it's been a fantastic season. But where are the areas you'd be looking to strengthen this summer? It's tough, it's tough, isn't it? Because people, on paper, you'd probably say a left-back, but Dan Burns has been unreal, isn't he? Um, so, and the defence has been unreal as well. I, I, probably another centre-mid, I'd, I, I'd like. Probably another centre-mid. Because, like I say, if Bruno's out, then we're, we're in trouble. We're not the same team, not not nowhere near. Um, but who do you get? They got linked with him in January, didn't they? Something like 40 million or something. Yeah. But then would you play James Madison and Bruno at the same time with Joe Linton in there? But then it's tough, isn't it? It's a nice problem mm. to have. I think, yeah, I think that's a good check there, Madison. And I think he'd want to get away with Leicester because they look like they're doing anything, do they? Mm, true. Or oh, maybe Neves from Wolves. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to get relegated as well, to be fair, because he's going to go, isn't he? He'd probably go anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah, he is. And then that would just give your lad even more reason to, yeah. to, to, oh, to yeah. throw. Newcastle top with Neves on the back, he'll be happy with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is brilliant. Um, but yeah, Sam mentions title of the Champions League which I think is probably a crazy statement when you think about the start of the season in terms of, Newcastle, of Newcastle's objectives probably for the season. I think if you're being honest, I think maybe the Europa League, Europa, Europa Conference League was kind of like the wildest dreams in terms of Newcastle yeah. United this year. But when you look at the race, Tottenham are in there, Liverpool are in there, maybe Brighton are in there, some would say. Do you think that Newcastle can get into the Champions League or do you think they'll just miss out? It's going to be close, isn't it, one way or the other? It's a tough one. Like, if you asked me like six weeks ago, then I thought, yeah, we <laughs> Champions League's ours. And but I thought the way Liverpool have been creeping up, especially after the um, battered United, um, which was annoying because at the time we wanted Liverpool to lose really because they was creeping up. But you know when he got to like three 0 I was that angry with Man U because that was the week after the cup final. I was like, come on, Liverpool. I just wanted to get like 10 or something. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I thought they were going to win anyway, so the miles were back to them. Um, but then they lost to Bournemouth. So, and Tottenham, and, they're not looking convincing either, am they? So, we've got Forest next week, before I do. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, if we win Forest, then why not, man? Why not? I like uh, Trippier's interview the other day. He said we shouldn't be um, shy to say that we want the top four. Um, but it is mega unrealistic to begin in, and I never wanted to start saying it because you see, like, too unrealistic and stuff. And people say Newcastle fans speak about unrealistic things all the time, but we've been there like the majority of the season. So, one last push, and I think we can get it. Yeah, why not? Like you say, as well, 
when I asked you before about transfers and whatnot, it is tough now because we have got a settled team, but the players we're going to be after now, it's it's to take us to that next level, isn't it? So it's yes, it's and that next level is where we haven't been for so so long. We we're not used to to pursuing players of such quality. We're used to like slumming it and getting players in on loan, but eventually the mindset will change. Do you think? I never you broke up a bit then. What did you say, sorry? So will will the mindset change for because um, of the players we're 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 trying to get now to take us to the next level? It's about getting the right players into I saw like everyone seems to be on the same wavelength for the players the fourth. Um you don't really want that, you know, when Man City got the Rubinho sort of thing mm. and you know, you want someone who's gonna put everything in for for the team as well, which I think with the signing so far it's been bang on, isn't it? But what what did you do? If you'd asked me like this time last year, do you think you'd need someone on the other side of the wing for Almoron or something? But the way he's been playing now, like he's always put the effort in, isn't he? But with the goals and stuff, and I know it dried up, but he scored again the other day. As lucky as it was with the deflection, um, uh, what 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 do you go for? Who would, who would you go for, really, if you're looking on? I think Madison's a good call, really. I wouldn't really want to touch the defence, to be honest, but... I don't know. It's, it's, tr- it's, it's tricky, because, like, you don't know anymore what's realistic and what's unrealistic. So, is Declan Rice unrealistic? Maybe. But I, I wouldn't mind someone to sit in front of the back four so Bruno can get a bit more forward, so... Rice would fit that mould. Bellingham's probably going to go to Liverpool. I don't know. It's 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 tricky. Right? Who is Rice? Is Rice unrealistic? My signal's playing up there. I'm sorry. Can, uh, can you hear me now? Can you, can you hear? Yeah, 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 we can, can hear. Yeah, Sam was just asking, do you think Declan Rice is an unrealistic signing? I try and go in another room. He's playing. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, what? Well, Johnny needs to get a bit. System needs to get better internet. I think I don't know what she's doing. It's, it's, it's just just like li- life in the West Mids. That's what that's all it is. I'm in her room now. I'll stand here. It's all good. Um, yeah. So is is the Declan Rice unrealistic for for Newcastle? Or... I think so. I think. I mean, I don't. Know, I suppose money talks, doesn't it? But I think it probably stay in London. I reckon. Why? We... It's lovely up north. Uh, like, I just think that it's a good day. We don't want Declan Rice anyway. We'll get Bellingham anyway. <laughs> so Rice is unrealistic, but Bellingham's just fine. <laughs> I know. I'd rather have Bellingham, to be fair. But um, mm. what, what do you reckon? How much do you reckon he'd go for now? He's been unreal, you know? It'll start with a one. <laughs> It'll yeah, be 100 and something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe don't know. 120 million, 130 million, and I, I, and I honestly don't think I'm that far off. If I'm honest, I think, but I think Dortmund can basically ask what they want from him because he's that young as well. But he does a lot more with it than Declan Rice than he as well. Do you think? You know what I mean? So if if them saying Declan Rice is 100 million, he's he's got to be a lot more than that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'd maybe get Sandro Tonali from AC Milan. Stick him in front of the back four so we can push Bruno up a little bit because then he can use his influence, his creative spark a bit more. I don't know. But it, either way, it, it, you, you just don't know what's realistic and what's unrealistic anymore. That's the, and it, it's a financial fair play sort of thing as well. Isn't it? But I think because the last few years with Ashley, no one spent nothing, did they? So we, uh, we should be all right, wouldn't we, for a few years? 
But I, 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 hope, um, I don't think Man are going to get taken over by the Qataris now, are they? It's so looking like, but I'd hate that to be fair because all the Man U fans start piping back up and stuff. Did and... you uh, did you hear any Glazers out at the cup final? I didn't hear much of nah, uh, no, Glazers well, out. I think we've all got a few Man U fans in. We they only sing it when they're losing, didn't they? <laughs> get the Norwich scarves out and stuff, and it's just it's sad, isn't it? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, Tyler, this is where you'd be a very, very difficult question. But who's Newcastle's player of the season so far? That's <laughs> tough one, isn't it? Yeah. This is a tough one. Like, like two months ago, it was Almiron all, all day so far. Um, obviously, you got to throw Bruno in there, but maybe Pope until but he done that when he took, you know what I mean, with the handball stuff and that. Um, I like Batman though, to be fair. Whether I'd give for mm. Batman, but Matt, Matt, I'd probably have to give for Batman. I just think he's that good. He's that good. I, I couldn't believe that no one else had gone for him because he's that good on the board and stuff. He could play midfield, couldn't he? he, he he's just—he just he's seems to do it all. Yeah, yeah. but I think Bruno probably gets the most because he's got the most flair. But from probably Botman, if I had to pick one. Do you remember when you first started following Newcastle? Who was that one player you kind of idolised? Maybe aside from Alan Shearer, because it's Alan Shearer. Everyone, everyone loves Alan Shearer. Yeah, well, definitely Shira. But I think, to be fair, if I'm thinking right, I'm sure when I started following him, it was like um, Ginella and uh, Ferdinand and stuff. Uh, Espria, remember uh, Tino Espria? Um, yeah. But then obviously when Shira come, he's just, he's just everyone's favourite player. You can't... He, even to this day, no storm. I thought I'm talking about Alan Shearer, and he's he's talking about Mbappe and Ireland, and it, it, it's their understanding. I realise, you know, I mean, it's like it's like old stuff. Like he, you know, he Beckham is because I tell him and stuff like that. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? So, <laughs> it's it's a different age, isn't it? But Shearer's on right. Um, you know, every time he goes, he goes about Harry Kane, I was like, yeah, but Shearer's top of the thing, uh, the list, and I just have to just drill it into him. Wherever he'll stay there, I think Harry Kane might get it, but I don't want no, to. No, 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 no. I know, but he, he, I know, but I'm setting myself up for it, really. It's like our thing to claim that like, Shearer's got the most goals in for Newcastle and stuff, but I'll be gutted, to be fair, if Harry Kane gets it. Mm. I think it's just a matter of time. What do you think? Do you think he'll get there? Yeah, I do, unfortunately. I, I, I didn't think he was going to, I have to be honest, but I think. He's, even in a poor season for Harry Kane's standards, he's still getting 20 goals. And I think that just kind of tells you... He's only because scored so many that Harry Kane's not being talked about. He's still having a decent season, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but Kane hasn't really had many inj- like proper injuries to deal with, as he were. Shearer had two massive, massive injuries and still managed to come back and fire in the goals. So I suppose if Kane stays fit, maybe. But I don't know. I just I hope not. I think Real Madrid need to buy Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Gets in stuff in Bayern Munich as well. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. So it's a good, good move. Good move for him. Yeah. He'll do well there. <laughs> Tyler, would you like to see maybe get an invitation out to, to Alan Shearer and see if you can get him to watch your next fight potentially? Because I know we're, we're going to talk about your boxing in a second, but 
I'm sure if he was sitting front row watching you, I'm sure that gives you that extra couple of percent, isn't it? Oh, well, that'd be a dream come true. <laughs> I've, um, my mum was on the the other day. She'd, um, I wrote a letter to Alan Shearer when I was about seven. And I got a letter back, apparently, but it was my mum at the top. Like, at the time, I never knew that. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> ah. But the old family was chuckling at me for ages. And uh, <laughs> to be fair, I never fully realised until I, was, I forgot about it until I was about 14. And then they told me about it. And it was just a bit embarrassing, really. But yeah, it's, it's just, uh, I'd love that. If it could get a cheer there, it'd be the ultimate. It's just that would be the best. <laughs> I don't know. I think he went to Ritson's fight, and that was the first time Ritson lost. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, if that's the, keep, keep him up there. Can watch it on the telly. Watch it on the telly, Al. Come on, yeah, <laughs> yeah he is. He's <laughs> staying home. But yeah, well, he does like his boxing. But um, about you then, Tyler. So, what first of all made you go full time because you're a plumber by trade? Yeah. What? How? First of all, how hard is it to balance a trade full-time and boxing? And when was the moment where you thought, right, I need to commit to this fully? It's hard work. you got to try the, the balancing. is like he's up every day at five o'clock to run. Then you got to get to work till, I don't know, half four, five o'clock, then train on the night. And I've got four kids as well, I have. So, you know, you the missus ain't too happy when you're never in. And then the kids are in bed by the time you get back and stuff, and you can get an headache from from that side, which is understandable. Because if my missus is gone, I'm ringing up. How long are you gonna be? <laughs> How long are you gonna be? <laughs> but I don't know now, but it seems like a day. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it was hard, it was hard work, but you got to pay the bills, didn't you? And at that time, the boxing wasn't doing it for me really. But it, it was more of an hobby than uh, like a job really. So, but uh, luckily. I, I won a fight in Sheffield. Uh, it's on a car park, to be fair. Um, against this guy, Derek Azadi, he was 10 and 0. And then um, this guy sponsored me for that fight. He said, have a month off work, I'll pay you wages and um, and see how you get on. And he was really happy with me. And he phoned me up. He phoned me. I never even asked him. He phoned me and said, you should have a year off. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. But I've got bills to pay. And he was like, don't worry about it. I'll sort all that out. And I, and it's been over a year now, but he's, as long as I keep winning, um, I'll stay off work. And he winds me up sometimes. He's like, make sure you know. Um, I fought Brad Ray in Manchester in November. And I yeah. caught with a body shot in the ninth round. And the sponsor, I mean, as nice of a guy he is, he's helping me out big time. As soon as I come out the ring, most people say congratulations and whatever. And he said to me, after that ninth round, I thought I'd see you at work on Monday. <laughs> so that, <laughs> he said I had the van started for you and everything. I was like, bloody hell. <laughs> so, there's some pressure going into fights. Because um, I know I've got to keep winning, otherwise I'm going to work. I don't want to go back to work, to be fair. It's, it's funny you mentioned that particular fight, because I was watching that fight. Um, just reminding myself a little bit about, obviously, your fight and... I remember watching it and I think it's quite comfortable, yeah. It's quite comfortable, yeah. and you you were way ahead, way ahead on the <laughs> scorecard. And you, yeah, I remember you speaking after the fight with Sky, and you said he hit us with an unbelievable body shot, and you just and you just think, wow, like it just takes a, a matter of a second just to kind of think, right, I'm actually back in a proper fight again. And you, to be fair to you, you did exceptionally well to get through that round. And then the last round, you, were, I thought you were actually, it was quite a professional last round just getting through it and just making sure you get through the three minutes and you, and you obviously won, you won the fight. But it, it just shows that there's not, it, 
I suppose if you not a mistake, but one shot can make a massive difference. It, it is such a such a dangerous sport in that respect. Yeah, definitely. That's why it's like different to football in a way, because it was the equivalent of me winning seven 0 in football, and then they scored one goal. All of a sudden, seven seven. Do you know what I mean? It was like <laughs> I, I thought, like you said, I was cruising it, but it's just what it's just one shot away from losing it. Yeah, and you got to stay switched on. But you know, you live and learn from it, don't you? Know, it's dug it in for the last round, and it's a great experience as well because that it, Brad Rowe was from Manchester, so to fight at Manchester, now, um, he was on the Wicket and undercard as well. So there was loads of uh, Mancunians there, and you know, to them all up, it was a it was a nice feeling. Not that I was getting any hardcore abuse or something, but you know, it's just a nice feeling to go out your comfort zone and get the win. Absolutely, I mean, with with your with that pressure you seem to put on yourself and um, I suppose your age, because you're, you're over 30, do you, is there a kind of rush to progress or to, to, to kind of get to your main ambition within the sport or are you happy taking it just step by step? Uh, so I only caught that last bit then. It was, it was messing up. Say again, sorry. So, so, so with your age and the, and the pressure that you, you put on yourself, is there a kind of a rush to sort of aspire and, 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 and achieve your dreams or are you happy to kind of taking it fight by fight? Um, I'd just do it fight by fight. I mean, it sounds a bit weird, but I haven't really got no dreams. I've overachieved already from what I was ever meant to do. I just started doing boxing because... It was just something to do. I played football until I was like 60, 70. I was still playing football Sunday league till I was about 23. And um, it was just football for me. And then I started doing boxing. I find out I was all right. So it was just an hobby. So I never really had, like, some people start off boxing young and I want to be British champion, world champion. I never had none of that, really. I just do it. And now um, I just enjoy it now. I enjoy the lifestyle of it. And, you know, I take fight by fight. Um well, I say that, I did want the British title, but um, only because I believe I deserved it. I've beaten like four undefeated fighters in a row, and uh, or five, and but they've put someone else in there now. So I only can control, I only can do control what I can. So hopefully, I'll be fighting May in Birmingham um, uh, for an international belt or something. Just keep moving on, keep fighting. If the British title comes, it comes, but I can't. I can't do anything about that, can I? Yeah, I think you had a, I think you had a big shout to be mandatory for the British title. I have to be honest, but um, but that's obviously out of your control, as you've rightly mentioned, uh, Tyler. But I suppose who, I have to I have to mention a particular fight that could be on the horizon. I think everyone's been talking about potentially Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk. Um, that could potentially happen. Now, who do you think goes and wins that fight if it does happen? Because Usyk seems to be an absolute handful. Tyson Fury's just boxing ability. He's so awkward. I don't think it'll be the fight of the year, but it'll be such a good watch as well because I think they're so they're so different in styles, potentially. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, if, I had to, if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Fury because he's just he's that much bigger as well and he's still got the boxing ability. But... Um... Fury kind of does my head in there, really. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. He, he does my head in. He just, I don't know if he talks too much. I don't know if he just gets bored and thinks I'm going to say something. But over the last few days, we've seen some break the rematch clause and 70 30 splits and stuff. And you see, just keep saying, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But nothing seems to be getting signed and sealed. Um, 
and I, people like to slate Joshua, but he had the two fights against him, didn't he? Um, you just want to see the fights happen, don't you? A bit less talking, more boxing. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously, you sit with everything that's going on in this country and he's still coming out and fighting. He, he's a hard guy not to like, um, even mm. if he's fighting against a British guy. Like, it's, you know, if you wanted Joshua to win, you're still happy that Usyk won, and it'd be the same with uh, the Fury fight. But if I if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Fury. But I'd you know I'd be happy to. It's weird because Fury's British, but I'd I'd still be happy to see Usyk win. Uh, yeah, I'll be Team Usyk. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Usyk, Usyk's my favourite fighter. I'm a huge, huge fan. Um, I mean, but speaking about the the politics of boxing, which must do your head in. I mean. It's not just away from the ring, but like judges and and whatnot. Like you had a bit of a dodgy one when you're on Channel Five because you had a draw or something. That how much does that kind of get you down in a way after you've put so much into a camp for a fight and then just to to get a bit of a shitty decision like that? It's mega. Honestly, after that draw, I felt like quitting then. To be honest, because. He, he got deemed an egg clash and give it a draw when I punched him. So it's just, <laughs> and then for the board just to say, yeah, there's nothing we can do about it when they can because there's video evidence and the fight had to get stopped anyway because um, his eye was bad whether it was for an egg clash or a punch. Had to get stopped. It was just the decision that was wrong, and you know, but that's at my level. It it, it, it stinks from the bottom right to the top. You see the Josh Taylor and Catchall. Um, oh yeah, you know, so. You know, it's not like it's just me when it happens to me. It happens all too often. And even the Bradway one, um, like I said, I thought I was dominating. I went two of the judges had it like one one round away from a draw. And I was like, I, I even spoke to Bradway and he was laughing afterwards. He was like, your face wouldn't have given that score. I was like, I know, but what, what's going on? And I think it just deters people from doing the sport, if if I'm honest. Um, you just want some honest judging, don't you? If you think you've won. Obviously, boxing that anything's about opinions, but sometimes you can't be that uh, you can't be that incompetent just to not give uh, the right decision when you're that blatant. Uh, how comes down to cheating, I think, to be honest. How would you change things then with um, ringside judges? I don't think it's so much the judging. I just think maybe the the scared of. If they go against their home fighter or something, they might they might be out of work or something themselves. I think, and I think it needs to be a lot more um, neutral and stuff with the refereeing and stuff as well. Um, even like the journeyman stuff, they see a lot of journeyman fighting and them losing thirty nine, thirty eight because the other guy sells hundred and odd tickets and they need him to fight again next time. Um, but if the ref start giving it to the other guy. People are having them on the sh- on the shows, and it's an awkward one, isn't it? I don't I don't know what you could do with that situation. I'm not the guy to ask for it. I do, I, do, I just want some some fair judging. That's all, that's all you can ask for. It's it's bad, but you know, I suppose not just boxing. Even in football, you get decisions for the bigger sides, don't you? Like where people are like to admit it or not, it, it happens, doesn't it? Mm. Even more so with VAR, I think. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can definitely still see it and. I'm still getting weird decisions, so who knows? Yeah, you just like Newcastle against Wolves getting the big decisions about getting the, yeah, not getting the penalties. There you go. That's why I was telling the Wolves. I said it's because you're a small club. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Tyler, just finally, dream fights, who would it be? And secondly, to the, the last bit of my question, what will, you, what will Newcastle be like in five years' time? What will Newcastle be like in five years' time? But what is your dream fight as well? My dream fight for me? Yeah. yeah. I, to be honest, the one with like Canelo, just so I can get some millions. And that, <laughs> Give me Canelo all day. Um, that's for me. I just like to say, I've got four kids. I, I, I do enjoy boxing, but football, I love football. If I could be a footballer, I'd swap today. Do you know what I mean? But, no, Sunday league level at best, I think. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to get some money and come out of it and with my uh, faculties intact, really, and carry on with life. Do you know what I mean? That's that's the main thing with me. And I set no major aims or something. I just want to win my next fight. And I think if you keep winning your next fight, you'll get to somewhere eventually, anyway. And as for Newcastle, Five Will we see Newcastle at the burnabout? Will we see Newcastle at the burnabout, basically, Tyler? That's what I'm trying yeah, to get. Yeah, 100%. In less than five years. <laughs> less than five years, I think. But to be fair, like, there's no reason. Like, you'd only get two carries away, but five years is a long time. I mean, there's a lot of transfer windows in that as well. But there's no reason why you couldn't be competing for the leagues. In, in that, um, I know Man City won't be on it, but everyone has eras and phases. If Leicester can win the league, um, why, can't, why can't Newcastle win the league? With the investment that they're going to be putting on and stuff, so um, I know it sounds crazy. You wouldn't think Newcastle would win the league unless it was the championship um, uh, a few years ago. So, but why not? Why not? Why winning not? a cup or something. Winning a cup, a cup or something would be a nice start, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a bit. Um, a quick, quick, quick final one um, for me, Tyler. You say you're out again in May. Um, where in Birmingham? Is is that on the Sky um, Boxer Show again? Uh, is it a bit, a bit of Sky Show? Yeah, this top um, uh, Boxer Show on Sky. They say May the sixth, but they've not said the uh, venue yet. But I think for me, it might be Resorts World, um, the NEC. Yeah, uh, it's easy to get to and stuff as well. So that, yeah. that that's the plan then, and just keep active. Really, I, I'm enjoying it at the minute because I thought November, I thought February, I'll be fighting May, and like last year, I only fought twice, and the year before that, I only fought twice, and it's no good really because mm. I do it four times. So what am I doing if I'm not fighting? Um, no, I need to be fighting, stay active. Yeah, 100%. and it keeps me from eating too much and chips as well. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and, me and Sam are guilty of that. Don't worry, don't worry about that, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Green and Mall on the show today. It's been absolutely brilliant talking about Newcastle United and boxing. There, two things that myself, Sam, and myself really, really enjoy watching and talking about. So, it is, we do wish you all the best of luck in, the, in your upcoming fights as well. Thank Hopefully, you. you get that chance at a British title as well. But, uh, Sam, where can everybody listen to this podcast? Uh, well, the links are all in the description. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, give it a like. If you're listening on iTunes, give it a five star review. Fantastic. From myself, Jonathan Green, and my co host, Sam Warner, and today's guest, Tyler Denny. We'll see you all very soon. Newcastle Fans TV.